Welcome to Stepside with Joel Johnson and me, Matt Howie. Each week we talk about truck news, truck-related items, our favorite trucks, everything trucks. Trucks, trucks, trucks. Let's go. All right. Woohoo! It's December, baby. This is the 57th annual Holiday Spectacular for Stepside. So, welcome. It's Seasons Greetings Fest here, here at the oh, yeah, Truck Lab. It's high Honda days. We got a lot of holidays coming up. We got Lexus. Toyota Thon, of Red course, Bow is the classic. World happening. The Founding Fathers yeah. celebrated Toyota Thon, and a lot of people these days don't want to let you hear that, but... Right. We got to keep Toyota back in Toyota Thon. Did I ever tell you my cousin was, like, filmed? He was a Hollywood guy and a prop guy. He's dead now, unfortunately. But <laughs> Bad, bad prop accident. <laughs> yeah. No. He died a month before COVID randomly as, like, a 55-year-old of a heart attack. He, like, went down to a nap and never woke up again. It's so weird. And wow. I think, like... He had just been in Vancouver filming. He could have had, this is like January or February of 2020. It's weird. Anywho, he got the gig. He worked on the Lexus like holiday red bow on a car commercial for like the last three years up until 2020. Oh, he and died. He would, right. Yeah. I remember yeah, you yeah. just said that. And yeah. he, would, he would send me shots from the set and they would film it at Pomona Fairgrounds outside of LA in August and it would be 110 and they'd be, they had just trucks full of old leaves and stuff and blowing soap bubbles for uh, snow and shit. And yeah, like, and everyone's wearing a scarf and everyone's wearing sweaters and all those commercials are filmed in August outside of LA and it's just horrid. Wow. You're ruining <laughs> and it's amazing. Whole... He shows like a parking lot with a couple shitty trees or something and they just drape the whole, I mean, they make the backdrops, they make the foreground, the background, like it looks like Tahoe or something in the commercial and it is in Pomona. This is uh, why I only watch car commercials that are filmed live on Broadway. That's right. Because then yeah. I know, I know it's, I know it's, it's real. It's all real. No lip singing. Oh my God, trucks! It's cold and shitty. Are you getting out much this these days? No, I'm getting fat and not much is happening. I've been working on the house. Like it's, it's a weird time to buy. I'm, I'm back in. I like I'm. I made myself physically sick within the last two weeks <laughs> trying to shop oh. for a truck. It's oh, the no. worst time to buy. Anything. So, like, and what is so, your like, ultimate, like, are you looking for something that's like 10 years old for 20 grand that you can put another 10 or 20 grand into or something? That would be a comfortable... The matrix of neuroses that I have created <laughs> for myself. <laughs> oh, man. One of them is, if I'm going to spend 20 grand, I feel like I should spend 40 grand, right? <laughs> well, you know? you'll get there eventually with the Right, aftermarket. so it's like, it, it's like either buy, you know, my philosophy on things is generally buy the base model thing or buy the top model thing, but everything in the middle is for suckers. <laughs> and so I've been looking at Rangers because I, I try to talk myself into a full-size truck. I'd be happy with one if I, you know, found a deal, but really midsize is my spot. And of what is available right now, Rangers are the best deal as far as like you can get one mildly used, like sub 10,000 miles, barely broken in. Like the last body style. The current body style, but the one that's getting ready to switch over. 2017 or 2019? 19 and up. Okay. But it was that global platform. When I say a deal, I just mean like what comes with it. It's got a good engine, still body on frame. If you get the top trim, you can get adaptive cruise control, which for me is actually like pretty high up in my consideration thing. But the flip side is like the only reason I really need it is because we need a second car with automatic and like I need a pickup for doing pickup stuff around the house. But mostly I would just instantly turn it into a camper and like then start, you know, doing my twice a year, you know, long trips and some weekends or whatever. So it's hard to go. All right. Thirty five grand. But 
also next year, the new Ranger comes out. So if I spend 35 or 40 grand this year, can I buy then one next year with it? No, I got to hold on to this truck for a couple of years. It feels like that just came out. Are you sure they're going to completely yeah, it's change a, it? hundred percent sure they've already oh, announced man. it it's the ranger is a global platform so we didn't get the yeah. ranger until 2019 but i think it had launched in like the australia and thailand and the places oh, that it's yeah. built in like 2015 or something i keep seeing ranger raptors from like the uk they look so cool and like Ran- that's not an we have tremors here that aren't as good but yeah, yeah trim- i've been looking at some tremors there's some deals on them jesus christ i'm on craigslist a little over 40. I'm on uh, Craigslist and 2019 Rangers are going for like 28 to 35 days. Right. So, you know, you, but to me, those, while it's not the way it was five years ago, to me, it's like, all right, these, the MSR, these are lower than MSRP, which is all I'd ask for, right? Yeah. Like, and so. Oh, these are then, probably $40,000 truck when they were new. Right. It's like $40,000 MSRP. People are selling for 35 yeah. with, you know, 15, 20,000 miles. Fine. But. I'm still then, then I'm locked in. That's the truck I'm yeah. going to have for the next two or three years. There's a new Colorado coming out next year. There's a new Ranger coming out next year. There may be, the new Tacoma will at least be announced next year. I don't know. If it, <laughs> it's probably going to be announced at the Super Bowl. Is what but then the buzz is. you start there and then you go, but if I wait, those trucks <laughs> are all going to be or 50 60. or 60. Yeah. So like I'm talking twice as much money. So basically I'm just making myself sick when I should just go down to the Ford dealer and buy one of these trucks, they have like 1% financing on CPO. <laughs> like I can just get a deal. However, oh, yeah, there is, CPO. there is still, yeah, I buy everything CPO if I yeah, can. Yeah, that's not bad. And I have been looking at old Toyotas as well, because I was like, I know the platform, they're going to be slow, but they'll, you know, I can buy a high mileage one and, and they'll be okay. I was looking at a second gen Tacoma, which I've already owned. I hate buying the same thing again, but I know what I'd be getting into. It's 2005 to 215 or something. Yeah, 2015. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. And a really nice, like, for what it is, second gen Tacoma off road with a locker up in Vermont had 150,000 miles on it, and the kid wants like 15 grand. And it's like, it's, that's a pretty good deal for what's going out there right now, but it's, come on, you know, it's just like, this is such a crazy time. This is hard. Cause like I had a friend who bought a second gen Tacoma in 2015 and I remember being like, dude, just wait six months. There's going to be a whole new version. And it was like vastly different and better. I just don't feel like, I feel like the Ranger, you know, just came out a couple years ago to us. If I buy uh, something new, I'm going to get a Ranger. There's just no other choice for me right now. <laughs> I even went and drove another third gen Tacoma last week because I was like, I just got to see, you know, gutless, like right? they're gutless. I, you know, I had also, because the second gen is kind of like this, but it felt like the third was even worse where the seating position is real bad for a big old corn fed boy like me. And yeah, I, I got the seat jacker things that like raise the front of the seat up like two mm-hmm. inches. On my, I put it on my daughter's Tacoma, but the back end of the seat is still a little. It's just, it's, it feels terrible. It feels like you're in a flattened pancake or something. The first time, yeah, you it was a real weird feeling, and like it's a bummer because I know that platform, I trust that platform. Honestly, even the low engine power doesn't affect me that much. Yeah. Like it, you know, it's it is fine. what it is. But the Ranger, that Turbo Four, is great. You can also chip them and and get even more power out of them. There were uh, diesels. 
Of the Ranger? No. The only diesel was the Colorado oh, of the last gen. My local dealer listed a oh, 2019 yeah. Ranger as a diesel. I'm like, there's no way. But That's I've got, I've, there is a there is a third gen forerunner on cars and bids right now that is at seven grand with like 180,000 miles and looks in perfect shape. Those oh, realistically will get, you know, I can get another hundred thousand miles on it, and if I blow the engine, I blow the engine. Like those are cheap, but hmm. if that stays under ten, then I can kind of justify that. Where I'm like, that's just a second car. I can still build it out and not feel like I'm ruining a classic. But supercharged, also, what? Yeah, it, it has added a supercharger. So Toyota wow. in, the, in the third gen Forerunner and in the original Tacoma, which are you know, stable mates had a supercharger package that you could get in factory and then stop making it, stop making it. Magnuson went on to reissue it later on. And so I think, you know, wheel horsepower, you can get like 250, 275, something, depending on how you have it set up and torque probably in the low threes. And it eats a, you know, good bit of gas, but it's still <laughs> small truck and it'd be a fun, it'd be a fun toy, but Dude, I, you that's, know, I, that's a pretty I just, good deal. I get into these, I get into these things. Yeah, if it stays under ten grand now, you know, it's got a couple days. It'll left probably on go it. for twelve. And now that the yeah, Stepside Nation will fuck me over, but a bunch of <laughs> bunch of rich people are going to come and steal my truck. <laughs> oh, I can hold off on publishing this for two days. Yeah. If you want no, avoid I, the Stepside the, bump that the we real, all know exists. The, the real exciting, you know, mental health thing is just like there. No, I, I told Crystal, I was like, no one. There's no way I can logic my my way out of this because the only wise choice here is just to not buy anything. Yeah, do nothing. And and so like I can either do nothing, and then have one sports car that's kind of crappy in the winter and a nice daily driver, but she uses to commute, and then just deal with that. Or I can also buy a thirty-five thousand dollar truck, which we can totally afford. And then of course throw another 20 grand into it, kidding it out. And that'll be my truck for the next four or five years. But this all happened because my old Tacoma with the flip out habitat camper and all of that stuff showed up on cars and bids. And it was such a mind fuck that I, I've just, it's like, it's ruined everything for me. Where it's I'm just sold like, for 17 grand. So, wow. Which I think he got a good deal. Not because of the truck necessarily, but if you add the camper in there, those campers are still 10 grand used. So yeah, if yeah. you figure, you know, you got a Tacoma, oh, a built Tacoma for seven grand, like that was a great, great deal. And, I, and it was interesting too, because like, I saw my old truck go up. I sold that truck when it had like 50,000 miles and it's got 170 or 80 now. And, you know, you get the memories and all of that, but I didn't, I wasn't like, oh, I want my baby back. I was just like, man, I wish I had that truck again, but built the way I would do it this time. And, you know, keep it this time a little longer instead of selling it after three years. And then looked at it and was like, there's no way I can get it. I can, there's no way I can do this for less than 40 grand or, you know, whatever it yeah. might be. But it just, it really kicked up a bunch of feelings of like, I need this and I need it immediately, except I don't. I don't need it immediately. I'm just talking myself into a crazy spot. I was talking to my shrink about like how I tend to obsess with things. <laughs> like she was like, what are you worried about these days? And I was like, uh, I'm like trying to curtail my spending and budgets and stuff. 
She's like, why? And I'm like, my brain is just constantly, I'm obsessed with like new wheels on my one mountain bike would make everything in my life better. And then mm-hmm. you obsess about it for like months and you research it and like, and, and then, and then you get it and then nothing gets any better. And then you go on to the next thing. And I told her like, God, two years ago, I was completely obsessed with getting a Porsche 356, like from the fifties or sixties. And like, I just thought that's like a thing I should do. And I was just like, and then I started reading forums and how horrible those projects are and they're never ending. And then I realized, I think I was just bored. <laughs> My brain just, it's got to spin its wheels on something. So it just grabs these like images out of my head and then says, I got to have it, got to have it. That's what, you have, you have, yeah. I don't know if it's Gen X internet nerd brain or blogger brain or whatever it is, but I have the same thing where I'm like, oh, I got to sit here in front of a computer and make a plan. Like <laughs> get like, yes, like give me, or, give me. Or when a decision's so major, I go, I need at least six tabs on my big screen. Like I got to put this phone down and yeah. I got to do some research. Yeah, like, it's, I gotta, it's computer yeah. time. Like we can't yeah. make this decision off of a mobile device. Like oh. I'm going to need some heavy CPU horsepower to really <laughs> get my, you know, depression (laughs) stoked up to a point where I can make these calls. (laughs) Yeah. So it's been, it's been a fun truck zone in it, but you know, the thing I'm, I I will say this, like, you know, yeah, we, we need a second car or be real nice to have a second car. There are no cheap beaters to just have a second, like that are worth it. I have just, there's been a trip that I was going to come see you. There was a trip that I was going to do to Kansas city. There was one I was going to do up to the upper peninsula of Michigan. There's been all these trips that I was going to do in the Porsche and then the weather got crappy and some of it was my, you know, energy, but some of it was just the idea of getting stuck, you know, behind a a snowstorm somewhere where I'm like, I need, I need the dang truck. So we'll, we'll see, but I also know every moment I wait, the better things will be. I'm speaking of in one week from today, I should be in Montana. Because Thursday morning, I'm supposed to get the Go Fast Camper on my daughter's truck as a surprise, like, graduation gift and Christmas gift and birthday gift and stuff. That's a cool gift. I didn't know it was going to be a gift. Yeah, it was. She really wants to, like, tour the country, like, during a gap year after high school. And she has no interest in going to Europe or getting on a plane. And I was like, (laughs) oh, my God. You know, it would be perfect, especially for a, a woman who might be traveling by herself. She does not want, like, any footprint outside the car. Like, she needs to lock a tailgate, shimmy her way up. Like, that would be, like, kind of cool and a little more secure than, like, having a ladder hanging off the side of your thing where people are messing with you. I looked at them all and, like, watched those hours of, like, cruising through their CNC factories, CNC music factories. Like, how beautiful that, that place in Montana looks and, like, how pristine and, like, precision every little part is. God, I wish they'd make a JL like, you know, roof cap, you know, because yeah, the ones like the for some majors. Yeah, the ones for Jeeps are hideous. They look like they're made by RV guys. They're very fiberglassy and gross, and they're like too tall. And and people complain about the GFC that like it's so tight you can't even leave a sleeping bag in there. And I'm like, that's awesome. I want it as short as possible. I do not want a bunch of bulk up top. But I have to like cannonball to twelve hours, twelve thirteen hours to eastern montana to get to the factory and i'm hoping like the snow is not gonna be so bad i mean i will be in her built up tacoma so it should be fine but it'll I be ha- bring some chains like yeah as long I, as I don't I, close the passes you'll be all right i grab some chains just in case but it's like she has ko2s that are winter rated and for auto should be fine on anything i don't think i've 
put have to put on the chain. Also, chains chains for her tires, you know, they're like 33 inch tires were 250 bucks was like the cheapest quick chains and like hardcore chains were like over 300 bucks. I just remember chains used to always be like an 80 to 100 dollar thing, you know, you just grab before a trip and like yeah, a surprise. Or you just have like a lot of places in the mountains you just go to the gas station and there's like and also here are some chains <laughs> if you don't well, have I, them. I think I was doing Les Schwab where they build in this if you get through the winter and you never used them, like they have no rust on them, you can return them in like April and get a full refund, which is weird. I don't know why people do that because I think chains are a thing you stick in like a cubby and forget about it until you need it someday. But they will literally sell you chains every winter and and take them back. Well, that makes, I mean, the marketer in me goes, yeah, it makes perfect sense. It's brilliant, like, but it's like a weird business model. I guess, pocket. you know, maybe 10% of people do actually go through with it, but yeah. Yeah, they, um, they've run the numbers. Plus, I'm sure like people bring it back and they're like, give me my chain money back, but also, yes, I will like let you, I'll buy new tires or, you know, yeah. whatever it might be. But I will, to go back to the more important part, part of the reason that I love the habitat and, and, and pick that one specifically, and the go fast is a little less, I mean, it's a little thinner or whatever, but it's same, same idea is, you know, yeah, like pop top campers, all that's great when you're out in the woods and they're nice, but when you're driving to wherever you're going, a lot of times you've got to park in a sketchy place and being able to get in the back and lock the whole thing down so that, you know, at least there's some aluminum between you and Brando's is, <laughs> is huge. And I always kept a little side, you know, even with all my equipment and stuff in the bed, I always kept just like a little six foot slot that I could roll out a mat and, and set up in there. Cause like if I'm spending the night in a Walmart parking lot or in, you know, in a, in a weird, just turnout somewhere, like I'm, especially in those pop tops. Cause it's like, yeah, you're up, but like, you're also just in a tent. So somebody can just hop up right next to it or hop up on your tire. So hey, that's an awesome gift though. There? That's really cool. <laughs> Hi, what are you doing? <laughs> Dude, that happened I to mean, me so many times with the I, habitat. I, I was that guy like 10 years ago. I remember I was in like Eastern Oregon at some like Oregon Trail Museum and some guy has popped up and was like, whoa, can I go look in that? And, like I've always wanted to know. And he was like, I'm just airing it out. We slept in overnight and there was condensation. <laughs> like, like, go ahead, go nuts, knock yourself out. <laughs> but, uh, I never minded people wanting to check the truck out, but there was yeah. more times than I could count. I would be like at a rest stop or something and I had to popped the tent out and I'm sleeping and my head is, you know, seven feet above the ground. And I just hear somebody come up underneath me and be like, hey, hey, what's going on in there? Like, hey, what are you doing? And it's just like, it's my house, bitch. Like, <laughs> I live here. Why, like, knock on the door at least. But anyway, that's that awesome. A, like, when she gets yeah. ready to, to do it and gets things set up, let me know. Because, like, I, I have some pro tips and also some places she should go check out and some places she could go see the road trippers folks. And if she gets over to Cincinnati and all of that, like there's some good places she could stop too. Yeah. I would think, I mean, most of BLM free camping land is on the West coast, but yeah. It just depends on how long her ramble, is, you know, cause like right, that's yeah. part of the fun with the setup like that is you can just be like, I'm going to go to Florida for a month and then you drive across and it takes you a week each way. And we're we're trying thing. to like couch everything and well, first you have to like save up like 3,500 bucks and like then you can take a month off or, or save up five grand and then you can take two months off or something like, you know, you need to figure out your budget and how much food you eat. And... How's that going to go? <laughs> well, she does have a job now and she understands money finally for the first time in her life. <laughs> 
So it's going pretty well. I was going to talk about, have you seen all the Tacoma talk? This is news, breaking so, news. So, you know what? I haven't. What it, tell, me, so there, tell me what people are saying. There are like test mules out, you know, with the test mules, right? Like you can't, you can't test a car completely on private land, especially in America. <clears throat> Even though every auto manufacturer owns like 700 acres in the middle of nowhere, and they make racetracks and shit there and bumpy tracks. But, you know, those testing grounds aren't real world at all. So you have to take them on the highway. So they cover them up in like, if you ever seen a picture of a truck that's like, looks like it's covered in like kind of those hood bras, but over the whole thing. So, so the Tacomas don't look great because they're completely covered in black vinyl and you cannot even tell, you know, they're, they're baggy. They're trying to obscure the headlights. They'll do the dazzle camo later on when they get it closer to manufacturing where like, you know, they do that crazy black and white. So you can't tell where the hood curves are or any of the, like, you can't, you can't kind of, you know, it's like, it's why we did dazzle camo in the world war two. You can't make out the edge of it and you can't really get any details on what you're looking at. But yeah, there's a whole bunch of like mule photos of people in Colorado and stuff driving around in these Toyota rigs and I'm freaking out about the engine choices because I think macho car culture wants to hate a hybrid, but it's like, look at the tundra, the tundra. Like if it's going to have like 200 more horsepower and get like five more miles a gallon, like, what do you got to complain about? Except for, you know, it's more complication, you know, it's not a simple engine. And I think the new tundras do have some weird engine problems. I like, I don't think they're as reliable as past ones were, but it yeah, is a it's funny. funny to All hear the Tacoma guys complain about it's not engine enough though because it's like tacomas have always yeah. had these little you know you have like 183 engines. shitty horsepower yeah. with terrible gearing yeah yeah it's funny i've seen a whole bunch of renders but they just look like tiny tundras because i think designer nerds with photoshop aren't that clever so they just copy what they know or see well it's so a little I don't... gamble right now because like the new tundras came out so we know what that design language looks like and they look yeah. kind of god awful like i really don't like it. I keep <laughs> waiting for that change to happen where I'm like, actually, it's brilliant, but it hasn't happened yet. I mean, and, I saw one on 37s, you know, the Revere off-road guy. Well, anything like, can look That's good. That's pretty cool. Anything can look good when it gets built out, you know? Yeah. Like, you you can take any truck and lift oh, it. Oh, when you start two. cutting that massive grill that's like a Lexus grill that's 10 miles long. like. But, the, but then they just yeah. launched the new Prius, and the new Prius is like simple and elegant. And so I'm yeah, like, sexy. I could see... I could see a Tacoma going either way. Like they're going to try to brawn it up more to sell more to American, you know, truck language, yeah. real angular, slabby kind of stuff. Or they could go, you know, it, it'll be in that way in general, I think, I'm sure. But. Yeah, I think it is going to look like a little Tundra, which is fine. I mean, yeah. Hmm. But if they're but running I, around test mules, like that means they're getting pretty far along. You know, that's usually a year, a year or so. Yeah. Um, development and, so. and someone showed that like the last two you know this is this will be the fourth gen the last two generations were announced right around super bowl the third generation was announced at the super bowl ad that basically said go to your toyota dealer like in may or something you know this is going to come out this summer and like that was apparently like i mean it sounds like it was like 1960s mustang you know launch kind of successful like Toyota dealers were inundated on Monday. So like, yeah, if you just search Tacoma test mules, like there's a zillion responses. Well, now you've just made me lose my mind more because <laughs> if they That's come out with a hybrid, like 
and and if it's like the tundra the tundra hybrid doesn't get much better gas mileage than the the i mean i think it's only one or two mpg if that but it has a lot more power and like and i you know toyota's been making hybrids longer than anybody else i i you know whatever first problems they have i'm not worried about them sorting them and i will say if they fix the seating the seating on the third gen is real bad for me because of how big i am everyone but, complains about the seat position so i think that i think the 21s and up were a little different like the front was a little higher and the back's a little lower but i think they yeah they definitely if they change to. the way it, it mounts in it's just they have such a low roof yeah, and then the and roof feels like it curves over you if you're over six feet tall. It's weird. My Jeep yeah, it's is a shame. That bad because there, I think the third gen is still a very good looking truck. Yeah. Like I mean, it, it's it's held up. But yeah, we'll 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 see where it goes. It's funny too. You're talking about lead times. I I was listening to a podcast this week, and there was an a read for the Silverado EV, and. <laughs> And at the end, they said coming in 2024. 24, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I was just like, wow, man, they're spending that money. But they like now. their YouTube videos of people testing them. And they look amazing and they look done. And like, why can't anyone have it now? It's weird. Well, there's a big difference between building two and building, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, like you can, anybody can build a, a mule. I just sent you the link to these test mule photos. You can, I, I think it's going to be a little tundra by like with the barely the bits you can see through the mesh look kind of tundra-y oh um, it does look kind of squared off but i mean they're hiding the back like you can't even tell if it's a four-door or two-door <laughs> like but i also love the they put like street sweeper brushes on the back so you can't even tell where the back of it ends and yeah that's an access cab you yeah it looks think like it's so off i don't know more. that could be a short door no it's an access cab okay hopefully yeah uh, it looks pretty small which is good i hate that mid-size trucks are just ballooning over yeah it looks over. it looks like the same size like overall i gotta wait i gotta wait i gotta find something <laughs> just to like be a beater i don't, I don't and, know i'd like i i'm a big fan of 10 or 20 year old project cars that are in decent shape they're reliable if you could get that Forerunner for under 10, my God, it could be amazing for under 20. It just wanted. has to be reliable enough that it that I can trust that if I leave it here for Crystal to drive, that it's not going to break on her because she's already had one Forerunner that I was like, no, everything's fine. And then she like got <laughs> stranded in a snowstorm in the Catskills and like cops had to come and oh. like, yeah. So like she's a little Ooh. reasonably sketched out on my like no 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 this one's this one's totally fine oh man but, did you hear about the stranded guys in the rubicon this is kind of like a developing story on forums that like eight people went out on the rubicon trail like this past weekend it's funny because i know friends like tahoe friends that went like a month ago and they were worried about snow but it hadn't snowed yet so eight people go and i guess a huge snowstorm hits like two days into their adventure and they thought they'd be out on the third day and so they're trapped way deep at the end of the rubicon trail it's like 20 miles in and the weird crappy part is like those eight people are some of the eight biggest experts in the region so when they did a, this is like universally when they they like people starting to say like hey these people are kind of running out of food like we need dudes with huge built rigs to like maybe go do a supply mission or rescue them Everyone was like, I would have called those eight guys to do <laughs> rescue. Those guys are famous for being rescuers on the Rubicon. But it's like four to five feet of powder for miles and miles. And then there's a water crossing that's at least four feet deep. And then there's more snow powder, like a mile or two to get to the, where they're camped. And there's these photos they apparently get cell coverage once in a while. And it's, it's like 
terrible. Like they're just digging one truck out at a time, and it looks horrid. And we're and it's it's like they should probably be airlifted out in a helicopter. And leave say, the rig. Yeah, Le people are talking about like leave the rigs till May. Come get them later when it's safe. But like these people need to get out now. And the last call I saw them putting out was like anyone with forty nine inch tires and bigger, because they got a snow cat stuck. They got like. People in giant, massive Jeeps could not do, like, those are, like, you know, you can do the snow part or you can't do the water part in a snowcat. It had to stop at the river and it was still two or three powder miles away from, like, it's it's kind of, it's kind of bad. I think they'll be okay because these guys are all pros. But people I don't think are they're actually die. I mean, you know, somebody they can fly a helicopter out and pull them. <laughs> yeah, out, yeah. People like... are like, isn't there a Tahoe tech billionaire with like a spare helicopter that could just grab a couple people at a time and, and fix this but this is yeah. i mean s snow is the worst yeah as far like i you know driving on the street i grew up in a snowy zone like driving on the street i've, I've driven hundreds of miles on ice pack and you know it's like as long as you're on a road it's fine but when you get to an off-road situation i'd almost rather have like an ice storm than a <laughs> snowstorm because at least that i can kind of see what I'm dealing with, but you know, the snow just flattens everything. So you have no idea what you're up against. And if it's on the Rubicon, like, you know, granted these guys should know the trail. They should know yeah. where it's like real hairy and where it's not as hairy, but like, man, actually yeah. like hardcore trails get easier with snow because you can float over a lot of the rock fields. Like this is basically snow, but it's powdery and bad. And like, I've been up in like my local mountains thinking, you know, I'm on 33s or 35s, you know, I didn't air down, but like, I feel good. And like, you'll get somewhere where you just start sliding, <laughs> like, off, and you're like, I don't know where the edge of anything is because uh -huh. it's so snowy. I know there's a ditch on the side of this road and like gravity is just, I mean, there are times where like, yeah, it gets sketchy real fast. I am not a big fan of snow. Also, you can't even tell, you know, you start doing things like you have to look for marks on trees and shit because... You know, the ground is covered up completely. Like, the stuff scares the shit out of me. But I guess with, like, off-road apps, at least you'd have pretty tight GPS on where you're supposed to be going. My favorite yeah. thing is there's a guy outside of Bend who's called, uh, what, Casey Liddell, and he does, like, rescues and recoveries, and he has a TJ, like, 90s Jeep on tracks, on, like, giant snow tracks. Apparently, those things cost, God, 20 or 30 grand to get, like, those snowmobile tracks uh -huh. instead of tires. And you get two to five miles per gallon <laughs> because you're like you're in four low and you're pushing all those little tiny wheels and sprockets. And so like he when he has to do like a 30 mile snow recovery, it's like packing extra gas <laughs> just to go 30 miles up a hill and back. But you know, like like you just see like, oh, my God, the thing is an actual tank like it is bulletproof. It can just cruise over anything like he saves people. He, he had like a cool video from like a week ago where someone went to a rented a fire lookout tower which are used in the summer to look for fires. So in the winter, you can rent them out for like 10 bucks a night. But somebody went up in a Subaru Outback and then a huge snowstorm hit a day early. And like, like they had to drag him down through. And he's like, we're probably going to break your front bumper because <laughs> there's going to be four feet of snow flying off. Like, like it was five miles back to a road. And the people are like, well, we don't want to leave our brand new Outback in the mountains for three, four months. Like we need it for like pick up kids. So he drags it down and nothing breaks, luckily. But... You're like, oh my God, those snow tracks, like, holy shit. That's the only, like, how many people in the America can even, like, five people <laughs> have Jeeps on tracks? It's terrifying to watch.
but he he just like does he just runs videos you know every two days of scooping people out of the bend wilderness in yeah i'll have to watch it i've been i've been i kind of casually started watching that matt's off-road recovery who i think yeah. runs out of moab yeah and you know i find it to be like he shows enough of the recoveries depends on the episode but he shows enough of like how he set up his like block and tackle and all of that stuff where i'm like you know, it's kind of useful, like just to see somebody else yeah. do it, and like, I, yeah, I, I enjoy he, those a lot he, more. He is trying to sell his ropes, you know, his branded like yank yeah. ropes. I mean, but whatever, I would sure say, fine. I love the trail mater guy who's like a dopier kind of guy who runs a garage in Moab because he's doing sketchy stuff, and Matt's stuff is often like just like a tourists that took like a supra where they shouldn't have like there's always like it's a minivan like deep in sand dunes you're like what were you thinking Get there's in- some of that but there's there's yeah. some pretty built tra- i mean i feel like his stuff is like there's a lot of people that have really nice rigs that still just do something dumb something like i would do yeah <laughs> where it's like yeah you have a hundred thousand dollar wrangler but you still can't go through six feet of water like yeah. there's just nothing there's no way that that was ever going to work for you. So now I'm going <laughs> to drag you out. But <laughs> I, yeah, I think about it every time I see a, what do you call a snorkel on a Wrangler? I go, oh, that's cool. Wait, when's the next time I'm going to be in more than three feet of water? Why would I afford, like, your feet are going to get wet in a Jeep. Like, they, they do leak and stuff. Like, yeah, it doesn't come up often, and I stick stay away from water crossings. So, yeah, I mean, I'm my okay. next my next actual built rig will have a snorkel because I've I've – I've earned the snorkel privileges, <laughs> which is I've, I've killed a vehicle in a water crossing. So now uh, I get to have a snorkel and anybody can criticize me if they want. But uh, I feel yeah. basically the same way, which is like I did. The, I killed my first Tacoma engine <laughs> by doing the thing that is like what always happens, which was like this can't be that deep. And it wasn't even that deep. But the reality for me on water crossings now is just like, if I need to do it, then I will do it. But they're not for fun, you know, because otherwise it's like if I need to do it, I'll get out and I'll walk yeah. it and I'll make sure that I'm like, you know, that I, there's no surprises there. But yeah, I, I the next one will have a snorkel because like <laughs> I just, nobody can. I just wish snorkels looked better once in a while. I don't know. Someone makes one for the Lexus where you can like body paint it. It looks a million times better like than the uh, big ugly black thing. But I'm probably it, too truck filled. Like I that I don't I don't they don't bother <laughs> me. Like I, I used to have like strong opinions about them and now I don't like the older I get, I guess maybe even the more I just am into this hobby, like the I just don't care. You know, it's like yeah. if I see if I see somebody's like truck completely rigged out as I do here around New York City, it's like I don't even necessarily have the opinion I used to have, which is like look at that poser, because I'm like, well maybe he's in from out of town. Maybe he goes <laughs> like I, it's just like I don't I don't know anymore. Oh, but I what just I think like sometimes they look like smokestacks, you know, when you get those round like the Australian ones. Oh, I love those. That's a, I love <laughs> they that. Look like a locomotive. It's kind of funny. <laughs> I, I just don't even think trucks look good anymore. That's how broken yeah, my brain true. is. It's like, I look yeah. at all this stuff and I'm like, I have one part, I have like a gland that fires that goes like, damn, look at that kick-ass rig. And then I have this other one that goes like, everything about this is stupid. <laughs> and I bet the MPG is awful. And look how much equipment is on this thing that never gets taken off road. Like, I, I... I've, I've gotten myself like way too whatever, which is why ultimately I should be buying a dedicated 
like project truck that if I get stuck in four foot of powder, I can leave it until May <laughs> for three months <laughs> and go. And I mean, that's the other thing too. I I've made this joke probably on this podcast, but I know I've made it to you before the, the best off-road, you know, piece of equipment you can ever pack is a credit card. And like, <laughs> I am at that point in my life where like, there's no problem I'm going to run into short of hurting myself that I can't at least get home my body home. You know, it's like, yeah. there's no point. My, my, iPhone has satellite in it now, you know, it's like, I will get out. But yeah. what happens is I, I always build stuff that's too nice. And then like, don't want to beat on it. And I usually have thought that means I should get something cheaper. But then when you get something cheaper, and you build it out, you still have all the sweat equity in it and all the time and the upgrades that you put into it. So mostly what I'm saying is I, I need to invest in a better psychologist to like, help me work through my issues with banging on things <laughs> man the so the eternal hunt for a truck continues <laughs> dude i just and can't. you're not allowed to do anything you have to sit on your hands for six to 12 months is the I, best yeah option. it's just it's like i can't i'm going to change my mind and actions by the time we hang up this call but if i'm honest with myself the most prudent choice for all of this right now is a thirty-five thousand dollar used ranger like it's not precious it's not rare if i take it off road and i bang it up i can just fix it up and as a daily driver it'll be fine and yeah. like it's possible any day now if i wasn't so caught up in some of my house remodeling projects i probably would have already done this but there any day now i could just go pick up one of the literal hundreds of these that are on lots all around me. But, and, and, you know, even the other day I was, I was thinking about all the cars I've ever bought, which generally have all been like really good deals and I've, you know, done it or whatever, but every single one that I bought, I've been so anxious in the pre, you know, before where I'm like, Oh, I hope I'm getting the right one. Oh, I hope I like it. I hope I do this. And then it's like three months later after you get anything, you're like, well, there's that piece of shit. I, you know, it's like, you never yeah. care that much about it. It is starting to get a little insane because I've been talking for a good solid year now about buying <laughs> yeah. another one and I've just been resisting and I don't really know what I'm resisting for. I mean, shit, I was looking at like the bad financing deals because right now Ford has CPO, if you buy CPO, it's three years, 1% interest. So basically, you know, Free wow. financing and you know it's expensive you're looking at eight nine hundred bucks a month for a payment but like i can i can swing that but then i was looking at like the you can also do five percent for like six years or whatever and i'm like well that's like 300 250 bucks a month I'm like i could be in a truck right now driving across <laughs> the country like for just a few hundred bucks like everything is fine but I, it really honestly what it is for me is just like i know three new trucks that i'm interested in are coming out next year and I'm worried about a year from now when I'm in my last year's model truck being like, ah, I could have gotten, if I could have just I can't waited, unload this because nobody wants it anymore. They want the new one. Yeah. Right. But even yeah. that probably doesn't make any sense. Like no, it's trucks are trucks. And honestly, like, not that we're regular, you know, uh, disciplinarians on this podcast, but I am like, <laughs> 
this is like episode 13 or something. I'm like, where's my goddamn truck? Like, <laughs> I can't believe I don't have a truck. And I'm on this podcast. We should have a podcast I'm, about ballet since you're such an expert. <laughs> I'm work, I mean, look, I've been shopping for a new pot de bourree instructor for a while. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But that, I mean, I'm working on a bunch of car projects again. Like in, in my work, I've got access to a bunch of, you know, aftermarket stuff. Like I could be doing a build tomorrow. I just got to like nut up. If as long as we're pointing out home run shots, Descript, the podcast app I use to edit this, which is all like in text, you know, it's like fun, AI powered. You just edit a transcript and it does all the magic for you. They just added a whole video component to where like you storyboard your story, you write the script, and then you just drop video clips into it. And then it edits audio and video for you. And now I'm thinking, holy shit, I should probably use this for like, little videos like I should probably finally do YouTube videos of like trails and stuff and one of the things I was thinking of was like I could just do dumb Jeep badge trails like there's two in Oregon they're like an hour away from me they're pretty hard to find so there'd probably be helpful information because people always complain about like how they send you to those places but but yeah I was just like huh if it's as easy to like I don't know if I've ever showed you but I mean I literally load a transcript of us remove all the duplicate words and it just takes out 700 of those and then and then i you know it's just like editing a google doc it's fucking incredible so the video tools on it look pretty cool and i was like god damn it next time i go to moab fuck i should like have a gopro or two and just keep one on a tripod so you just put it out like i hate hate in car you know jostling video of people doing a trail i really want to see the outside and see like how steep things are and stuff it wouldn't be that hard to like shoot this approach, this approach, this approach, you know, I did it a little bit last time I was in Moab and it's like, it doesn't add much time to like jump out of your truck, put a tripod up and then do a feature and then come out and get, grab it on your way back. Honestly, like, I mean, this is just my content brain going on, but like, I don't know that I ever need to see another like drone shot of a <laughs> truck going, you know, through the mountains. Like, it, it's they're cool like god bless people that that do oh my it God, they're, they're happy but it's there's just so like, many like auto follow drones oh uh, it's just unreal it, i mean you probably are. get one for 300 bucks that will follow your truck you know oh 10 yeah feet it's not up it's, and behind not, but sometimes but, that looks cool i saw one the other day where they had it sped up to probably two or three times normal so it was it was like oh my god now we're covering mileage okay because a lot of these things are four miles long and they take eight hours, which is but what bonkers would be, to film. What would be useful, I think, is like, I think if you did have something that was basically like a catalog that's saying, all right, here's all these trails. I've got a list. It's going to take me two years to get through yeah. them. But like, here's the, like, here's the place to eat on the way yeah. there. Like, here's, here's the approach to this. Here's what they don't tell you. Like, they say the sign is here to go right and to get off, you know, but it's actually, you got to go a little further. And yeah, like, every, yeah, every single one of those is a little different. Yeah, and how do you get to these things? If you um, could create videos yeah. that were not the trail videos, but just basically, and you know, you could do stuff on trail too, that's yeah. like, hey, here's a thing that you didn't, you know, they, they don't tell you about or you should prepare for. But like, just the idea of having like, you know, in, in a year or two, having 50 videos or 20 videos that are like, each one is just showing you like, oh, you're things to know. It, that's what it is. It's things to know before you go like yeah. to like this place or whatever. So you just you, named you it. know what things, you uh, know, before you go, <laughs> I'm going to no, go ahead like, and assign you know, that you know to about you. The, you know about the Jeep badge trail system, mm -hmm. right? They've been doing it for years. 
it's kind of like a participation badge. Sometimes you do see a Jeep in a parking lot with the, they'll send you, like if you do one of these trails and you use the app and it like GPSs you and you post a photo or something, Jeep will send you like a metallic, like little badge that you can stick to the side of your Jeep. And sometimes in Moab, you'll see like 60 of them on the side yeah. of it. Cause I think there's two or 300 nationwide or something. Every state has at least a couple, but like, it's funny cause people are like, oh, these are participation awards. And some people as a joke will put them on the sides of Tacomas to laugh it up. But I was like, I mean, it is trying to like make four by fours, like off-roading, like idiot proof. Like you just load this app, you go do, you drive to where it tells you to do it and then you just do it. But like, once you're there, it's like, all they have is like some shitty photos. They have like, people can like upload photos in like a review. And so you see how many stars it was. In the Pacific Northwest, weather is a ginormous variable. So people will be like, oh, this is so easy. I don't know why it's even rated off-road. I did it in 90 degree weather in August. And then you'll see like a couple <laughs> down. They'll be like, we tried this in December and it's fucking impossible. And like, we had a winch out of half of the things, which is funny. So yeah, I was like, yeah, I think it's something, yeah, to do helpful pointer, like the, the, the meat of it, like the four miles it takes hours, that's not worth filming. But being like, oh, there's this weird part where you have to turn around where there's no turnaround spot. You have to do like, you know, like Elephant Hill I did in Moab. You have to descend a hill backwards because there's no turnaround spot. And oh. if you know it, it's not that big of a deal. And there's some crude signs where it says like, drive up here, back up to there, drive out here. But when you see someone do it on video, you're like, oh, duh. Yeah, that's so much easier. While a friend in a forerunner was doing like a 70 point turn, like Austin Powers, it took him like 10 minutes to turn his forerunner around. And I was like, dude, you're, you're supposed to just go backwards. And there's a big pullout at the bottom of this hill. And he was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, didn't you watch any videos? When they but, sold yeah, the Tacoma I I, and I was on cars and bids and I, and I, I put some comments in there, but I was trying to be real cool where, you know, I didn't want to steal this guy's glory or whatever, but I, you know, I threw a couple of those nice comments of like, Hey, I'm a, you know, I, I'm, I'm the guy that built this truck initially. Like, here's what's in it. Like, you know, it looks like it's in good shape, excited for the, whoever wins it, yada, yada. And, but then there was a guy that pointed out there was, I had bought a bunch of national park stickers and it put, as I went through different national parks, put those on the side and somebody was like, Oh, look at this national park. It was like Roosevelt or something. And I was like, like it's so cool that you went there and then like i it was everything i could do to not be like he didn't go there <laughs> i went there <laughs> stolen this looked, valor this stolen is stolen valor, valor. i yeah, served like blood sweat i was on my of, elbows dragging yeah. myself through the wilderness not just driving on freeway and getting on I a almost certain got off-ramp beat up by a buffalo in that in that <laughs> park not this guy but Oh, uh, uh, I should mention, I mentioned uh, Ultimate Adventure last week. It finally came out on YouTube and I'm a paid like Motor Trend subscriber. It's not in the Motor Trend app. I don't know why they, they're such buffoons over there that they, they release stuff on YouTube for free that like they don't let their paying customers see. But uh, you should watch it because I think it's only four or five videos. They're like eight or 10 minutes each. Oh, some of them are 20. They went to like Tennessee, North Carolina, you know, like Blue Ridge Mountains-y kind of hardcore off-road parks and stuff. But there's a guy from Quigley Vans. There's a guy in like a Chevy 2500 van, like 2014-ish, that's built up in like 35s and sends it on every, like uh. just, you just see this green van bouncing up like gnarly rock crawler trails. It's bonkers. Dude, I looked, so I'll check Expedition Portal every couple of days too, just to see if something, you know, somebody else, I, I, I gladly will buy somebody else's rig. It yeah. looks like it's been in good shape. 
And I have, I've been running into a few Econolines with Quigley's <laughs> underneath. And like, I already had an Econoline. It wasn't, it wasn't four by four. Like I know it's not really what I need right now. And I know that Crystal commuting to the train station in a four by four Econoline is probably not going to make her real happy. But <laughs> man, there's some deals out there on those now too. Cause they're getting old enough that like, you know, people that know what they've got are trying, they're asking still a little too much, especially if they have an RV conversion on the inside. They're still wanting 50s-ish, depending on, you know, how they're set up. A lot of them are on their second engines now. But <laughs> man, as soon as I saw them, like, man, those are just like, that's a great platform for what they are. Like, they're way more capable than they should be. Nothing near what a, you know, Wrangler or even just right, a yeah. smaller vehicle could be. But for like, between the comfort and the capability standpoint, they're pretty hard to beat. You should watch these videos. It was like, I think I pulled up Quigley's site going, man, how many lift kits and four by four, four wheel drive, like diff kits are going to sell. Like this is exactly why marketing departments like build a test rig and take it out on a, like a videoed trip. It's yep. like, I'm like, they're going to sell so many kits. Like what they pull off in this van just blew my mind. And also the person is driving it kind of like an idiot and just blasting up crazy shit. I mean, they show them almost roll it two or three times. <laughs> but so it's like, heavy. it's exciting just to see something like that big moving through tight forests. Like it's bonkers. So yeah, check it out. I think that's it on news. <laughs> I mean, it is a little bit of a downtime. Like I have been looking through a few of the other, the other pieces, but everybody's basically, yeah, getting prepped for for next year as far as big pieces go like haven't seen a lot of equipment launches everybody just kind of is selling selling what they're selling so i guess the big i think news like is... i've seen a lot of holiday guides and i've actually seen some impressive ones of like a bunch of like off-roader channels are trying to do like stocking stuffer sort of ideas there's a lot of like 20 things that are under 100 bucks they're actually pretty good ideas and like i've seen a whole bunch of st shit i did not know existed a lot of like collapsible mugs or God, someone had a plastic piece of plastic that turns into a bowl. So you can like, if you're making like food in a pouch, you know, kind of, yeah. you can give someone half of your food. <clears throat> and it's this thing that like fits, you know, in a backpack because it's literally like a sheet of paper and then like turns into a bowl. You can flatten it out and wash it. Like I was like, God damn it. There are so many little things like, like people are 3D printing cup holders for like Yeti giant bottles, like the fit in a Tacoma. I was like, is there... How much plastic? <laughs> That's amazing. Like, yeah. Like I saw a video where a guy's just dropping a big fucking six inch wide Yeti into a Tacoma dash. Like, I was like, oh my God, it's just like some insert you buy off some guy for 20 bucks. Like that's no, there's a whole cottage thing. industry now of people just <laughs> 3d printing convenience parts for vehicles. Like it, it really does seem like it's, I mean, it's not new obviously, but it, it seems like it's gotten accepted uh, in places a lot more in the last couple of years. There's like, yeah, a lot of Yeti, like we'll make an oversized thing or, hey, nobody ever made a, a cubby divider for your car or here's like a mount or whatever. And there's whole stores that people have. I, I'm not super into 3D printing, but I kind of keep an eye out on it. And, and there's been times where I'm like, you'll see these pictures of people's garage that has, or their workspace has, 20 3d printers going at once and i'm like what oh you, man you know like what what do you you clearly are selling something and <laughs> a lot of those guys sell into i mean you know of course there's decorations and little household tchotchkes and stuff but like a lot of them now are selling into they'll get one or two good designs they won't publish their design and they'll set up a little etsy store and and sell it 
And like, I mean, I did that with the, that module I built for the Porsche, like, cause Porsche has basically non-existent cup holders. And I was like, all right, I need something that was set up. And yeah, it took, you know, half a cornfield of plastic to print it out and have it be stable. But yeah, no, there's, there's some, let me see. Uh, there's a, I found a Ford. Yeah. Here's, there's a guy on Etsy who 3d prints shit for the Ford Maverick only for his Ford Maverick. And then like, there's just a million things you can stick things in the dash and like Ford Maverick has that weird mounting system where they release like the 3d cleat that goes into slots in the truck. So like I have a dog bowl that sits in the back seat so the dog can drink water after a walk. And like this literally this dude's job is, you know, let me see, he's refined truck on Etsy and it's just like nothing but Maverick like bits and bobs that are printed from 3d. Printers. Not only is it slow news, I can tell I'm being a bad guest and it's because I'm instantly going into my truck brain again. Like, like where I'm just like, I got to buy this damn truck. I didn't tell you the end of the, the thing that the last complexity in the last two weeks, we, so we're supposed to go do a big, it, it's like a trail race, but we're not in good enough shape to do the, the race. So we're just going to hike it in Moab in March, Trans Rockies who Crystal had done the Trans Rockies race before like a few years ago and now they're doing one in Moab that's like three days and we were out on a hike just trying to get in shape get, get ready for that in March and she was like I think we should have a truck for Moab like it was so good when we had the Tacoma for the one in the Rockies and I was like is that you asking me like telling me that we should do this <laughs> she's like yeah we're good like let's do it oh, yeah March wow so like it's at 6,000 feet though. So everything's so much harder because I'm closer to sea level. Oh man. I mean, we're going to get smoked no matter what, like yeah. as far as our bodies go, that's not the important part. The <laughs> is important it like 20 miles is, a day or something? Like, yeah, it's like, like six hours yeah, a day it's like, day. yeah, it's like 2015 and 20 or something like that. Like, I mean, we mm. could, we could do it now. Yeah. Maybe at least not the first fast. day, like yeah. the second day would probably start. <laughs> Our feet will get torn up. Mo stuff, Moab but. is surprisingly up and down. Like it's not downhilly. It's not killer hill climbs for hours. It like I was I was surprised at like how up and down it just constantly up and down. But six thousand feet, I was winded. I like need in five minutes. I need this is a this is the, you know the, the time that we've all been waiting for, which is I need our audience. I need people to write me specifically and, and give me permission to buy a truck i need some sort of <laughs> external signal that's like it'll be okay sweetie you can do this because oh right because if you're gonna take bikes you know you can't fly flying with bikes is the worst and it costs 300 each leg and so yeah you should probably drive and then why I should, should we drive, drive. what I'm should we drive. what should we drive we should right. drive we can take the volvo but then it's like you know then the, it's not the bikes will be flipping off there. the back and covered in bugs yeah <laughs> I, yeah and I, I think I a could, forerunner would be. I could, pop, I could pop. If I do get this forerunner, it'd be great for that. Actually, like I yeah. can make that pretty, pretty, pretty nice. Like build a little platform in the back, or throw that go fast uh, super light up on top. But also, I could just buy a Ranger and run over to go fast like you're going to do in Montana and throw one on the back. So all of our thousands of readers obviously don't inundate me. I can't read all of your emails or respond <laughs> to all impossible. of them. Of course, I read them all. But <laughs> yeah, I just need somebody to be like. You it's fucking okay. freak. It's, it's okay. <laughs> just buy, just spend your goddamn money. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, I'll see you in January and we'll get all caught up on after the Super Bowl ad for the Tacoma. And then I'll tell you whether or not I'm going to buy that one. Oh, man. Like, I can imagine now there's going to be like 
a bull's nose like like how manly are they gonna make it yeah. it's gonna be like shadowy you know oh no you know what I, I, I bet your money it won't be it won't be that at all it'll be fun youth it'll be oh, you think it, it'll be like it'll be it's during uh, the super bowl though this is the manliest day of the year no nah, this, this is when you so. capture this is going to be a punisher tattoo as a commercial <laughs> it oh, could my. just be how long has it been since you've seen a Super Bowl that it's not like the, the <laughs> dominant? I mean, even well, the, the car ads, the car ads like from Dodge are always fucking crazy, bonkers, insane. Uh, That's whole... the entire brand of Dodge. No, I to, yeah, yeah. New Tacoma, New Tacoma will be. It's not it, going to have I, women in it. It's going to be like a manly man ad with like beers and bulls and. Uh, you know what? They'll probably just show the outline of like the bed rails or something and nothing else and then a whole bunch of like outdoor stuff i bet because so you're probably saying not ready to show you're it. saying outdoorsy on the masculine side <laughs> and i'm saying pansexual like like fun campy outdoors we're on the same page of outdoors i'll bet you 20 bucks <laughs> I'll bet you and 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 it's Oh, easy. you're going yeah, 20 bucks you're going metrosexual and I'm going manly man steak side smells like steak and seats. I mean, 35. I'm going to win because nobody's used the term metrosexual in 15 years. So I already know that your perception <laughs> car of what is I, out I'm putting there. the car filter, the car the car world is 20 years I'll behind where I'll make this real are. easy. I'll bet you 20 bucks there's a woman in the ad. Okay, yeah. Sure. Will she get to speak or not, be the subject matter? Say, we're not Bechtel testing <laughs> yeah, we're the ad. All this shit. I'm nah, just saying. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Twenty there bucks. Be, there will be a yeah. woman in the ad. I'll say no women at all. I'll say all it's right. going to be that bad. All right. Well, we'll see. You know. So where we, we'll see where we is, end up.